Hey everyone, this is Teresa and I'm having an episode. I have researched a lot of different things and felt the need to share. So buckle up while I ramble on getting these stories out of my mind into your ears. First up. Nope, there's nothing. All right, we'll just dive right in. Uh, this week is Nicole Abu Sheriff. Uh, she is someone who was in Chicago. Uh, her victim, Rebecca Klein. Rebecca Klein was born April 4th, 1974 in Chicago, Illinois, on the north side. Uh, she was a middle class family, went to college at Illinois State University with a BA in recreation, recreational therapy. She worked at a nonprofit that focused on the elderly and people with disabilities, uh, was engaged to be married when she was 25, and met 19-year-old Nicole through work, becoming friends. Nicole Abusheriff uh, was born September 14th, 1982 or 80. I am unsure. Some of them say 82, some of them say 80. But if she met um, Becky, Rebecca, and everything before 2000, I'm thinking it's 80 because I turned 18 in 2002 and I was born in 82. So it makes sense to me. Anyway, she was born in Chicago, Illinois on the south side, uh, was a blue collar family had a strained relationship with her family because her brother was the black sheep getting into trouble and considered wild, and her father was constantly working. Uh, grew up without a mother who left the family shortly after Nicole was born. Worked on cars, so she was really good with her hands. Grew up boyish and playing sports. Didn't go to college. In 2000, got a job working at the same nonprofit as Rebecca as a driver. Uh, Nicole and Rebecca hooked up for the first time at a Christmas party in 2000. Neither Nicole or Rebecca claimed to have ever dated a woman before, so this was a very new experience for them. Rebecca broke off of her engagement with the man she was with, and soon the women moved in together. They never told anyone they were lovers, but eventually it became clear to friends and family that they were in a relationship. Everyone was extremely supportive. They never married since same-sex marriage wasn't legal in Illinois until 2014. Uh, 2006, Nicole got a higher-paying job installing security cameras. This afforded them the ability to buy a house together in the north side of Chicago, Villa Park. Talked to Rebecca. They both were really excited about this. They wanted to start a family, and they wanted to either foster or adopt children were not very openly affectionate, which is according to neighbors, like if they were out together, they weren't all huggy, lovey-dovey on each other. So it was very hard to tell they were in a relationship. Uh, let's see. Nicole bought a 1965 or 66 Mustang that she referred to as her baby and spent more time restoring it or playing online than with Rebecca. March 15th, 2007, Rebecca was at home with her older sister, Melanie, and Nicole, preparing for a party for her nephew. 
Melanie was there to help clean the garage and house. Nicole couldn't help because she had a back injury from falling on ice, making it so she couldn't lift anything over 400 pounds. Oh, wow. Let's take a zero off. 40 pounds. I don't think you might be able to hear a dog. I'm in my garage. I'm sorry. My kids have summer breaks. So one of them's in the kitchen. The other one's in my room. And we have a fish tank downstairs. So it's not really quiet. Um, let's see. Where was I? Oh, after running out of duct tape that they were using for packing and getting rid of trash, Nicole went to the store to get them more for them. Nicole rested on the couch watching TV because her back was bothering her and she was ill. I am unsure if it was just her back bothering her or she was ill. There was kind of, oh, she had a cold and then there was, no, her back was really bothering her. So moving around was difficult, but she did go pick up something for them. So who knows? Um, around 6 p.m., Melanie and Rebecca went out to eat. Nicole, Nicole took medicine, knocking her out for the night. 7 p.m., Melanie dropped Rebecca off at the home, saying they would talk in the morning. March 16th. Rebecca didn't show up to work at her normal time, so the boss called Nicole, who told them that Rebecca had gotten up, got ready for work, and left after giving her a kiss around 6.30, 7.30 a.m. Nicole called Rebecca's family, since that's who Rebecca talked to on her way to work daily. And she also told Melanie, hey, I'm going to call you tomorrow. Rebecca was not answering her phone to anyone. Nicole drove around to look for Rebecca, finding her white van that she used for work parked on the side street, not far from their house. 2 p.m., Nicole reported Rebecca missing, saying her friend is missing. She found her van when she drove around and the van had the keys in it. The search. Both Nicole and Rebecca's family looked all over for Rebecca, posted missing persons posters, ads, talked to neighbors, plus got the news to cover her disappearance. Police searched the house that Nicole and Rebecca shared together and were very surprised with the turnout for a missing adult. Uh, there were some reports saying the police didn't think Nicole was hurt. Oh, I messed up the name, so sorry. The reports saying police didn't think Rebecca was hurt, but just left on her own. Uh, they also have people saying they were immediately thinking foul play because of what they saw inside the van. It looked really messy. They like everything was spread all over the place. It looked like a carjacking, but the car was still there. Melanie, while the police was searching the house and talking to Nicole, found Rebecca's cell phone on a window ledge in the basement saying that Rebecca would never leave without her cell phone and the police found her purse and wallet with the ID inside. Nicole said that normally when she leaves, she doesn't take her purse, but why would you drive around without your ID? That's mostly what her job was, this van driving around with the disabled and elderly people taking them to certain things they went to. Uh, Nicole was brought into the police Talking today is just, I'm tired. I'm sorry. Nicole was brought into the police station where she told them she took medicine, knocking her out for the night until morning when Rebecca left. March 17th, the police come back to search the home of Rebecca and Nicole's. The house looked normal with no signs of struggle or foul play. 
They interviewed Nicole and the neighbors for any hints or clues to where Rebecca might have gone. Nicole's told the same story as she did before about the cleaning, the dinner, Nicole zonking out because of medicine and not waking up until Rebecca left in the morning. When asked about another car, because the neighbors said they saw another car at their house that stayed parked there and another one that came and was like going down the street. Um, she said that her friend Rose stopped by with another friend to park her car there. And she said she could park in her driveway because she would get a ticket if she parked on the streets. And I guess they were going out drinking or were drunk and they didn't want to leave her car at the bar. Uh, the only place they didn't search was the Mustang that was in the garage where they noticed the whole car was covered in dust, except for the lock where the trunk is. Um, police asked Nicole, oh my God, what's happening? This is like flipping all around. Oh, there we go. Police asked Nicole for the keys. Nicole told them she didn't have keys to the trunk of the car because of how old it was. She only had keys to the ignition. Now, this is a 1966 or 65's Mustang. In the heyday of life, you had a set of keys and there was two keys on there. One key went to your ignition. One key went to the trunk. And you really couldn't get into your trunk unless you got out of your car walked to the trunk and put this key in. Why is my phone going off? I always forget to silence it. Let's see, here we go. That is a flashlight. There we go. No more sounds, bye-bye. All right. So the police noticed that she had speakers that were just sitting on the back deck of the trunk that would easily just kind of pull out, which is, was a common thing if you wanted better stereo system in your car. You'd cut a little hole and you'd get these store-bought speakers and they'd just settle in there and you'd have yourself a nice little concerto in there. Anyway, they realized they could remove them, so they removed the speakers that were there and looked inside. And when they saw that, they saw a body. There's two different recollections to the story. One story is that they pried open the trunk. And another story was that they found the key to the trunk in a drawer in the house and used that to get the trunk open. Either one is probably plausible, but I don't want to have it where you're like, oh, you're wrong. When I heard it a few different ways, or at least read it a few different ways, I did watch Snap or at least a few of it, and I watched Deadly Wives. So I'm going by articles and these TV shows and some YouTube videos. Uh, Rebecca was found in a fetal position. She had her ankles bound together and her wrists bound together behind her back with duct tape, and there were gloves on her hands. There was a plastic garbage bag over her head, and the bottom was duct tape around her neck. There were also said to be bindings across her eyes and a gag in her mouth. There were no obvious signs of struggle like scratches, bruisings, or marks to show she was alive when put in the trunk. And when interrogated, Nicole's story changed again. Imagine that. 
Uh, Nicole said Rose came over drunk around midnight with a friend because she was drunk and needed a ride home. The police uh, found the second set of keys to the trunk and Nicole... What did I do? I think I did something. Anyway, they found the keys eventually, and then they shift her gaze back to the night of the 15th. And when the police interviewed the neighbors, they were told about the two cars. Upon further investigation, they found out the car belonged to Rose Sodaro. The police brought Rose Sodaro in for questioning, and her story was very different from the story that Nicole gave. Um, at first, Nicole or Rose tried to kind of say a story until she found out that Rebecca was dead. Uh, Rose told police that she had met Nicole on MySpace a year earlier. Uh, Nicole told Rose that she was a firefighter in New York City, having been part of the 9-11 attack and saving many lives. Nicole provided these news articles of all her heroics, but they were fake and just something she paid for to get and be able to use true catfish people. Nicole also said that she was a raging alcoholic and had cancer and it was terminal. So their first date was to a funeral parlor to pick out a casket, a tombstone and a gravesite. That is just everybody's dream first date, I'm sure. Don't take me to, you know, a restaurant so we can eat like spinach and artichoke dip. Nah, nah, nah. I want to go to casket places and funeral parlors and graveyards. That's, that's where I want to go. Um, Rose also said that she met both Nicole and Rebecca, but Nicole said that Rebecca was her roommate and nothing more. She told them that the night of the 15th, Nicole had met her at the bar on the south side of Chicago around 9 p.m. And after having some drinks, they went bowling. Around 1.30 a.m., Rose was invited by Nicole back to her place to stay the night where she looked at her Mustang in the garage because they were both interested in cars. Rose told them they weren't romantically involved, but upon further questioning, admitted they had a sexual relationship. Um, police started to believe that Nicole and Rose killed Rebecca together since Nicole had significant pain and damage to her back. Remember, Nicole can't lift over 40 pounds. Not 400. I made that mistake before, but there's only a four and a zero in my notes. Rose told them she didn't see Rebecca that night, but she saw Nicole's gun in an open case near the bed. Some sources... Uh, that I found said that Nicole had called Rose before the police interrogation telling her certain things she should say if the police were to talk to her. And Nicole said that she didn't want Rose to get involved in the mess, which is why she was telling her to lie. Um, the autopsy said that Rebecca's cause of death was suffocation. There were no drugs in her body and no signs of struggle on her body to be noted. The coroner used the undigested food in her stomach to estimate her time of death to be somewhere between 7.15 and 9.15 the night of March 15th. This evidence and the alibi they checked of Rose proved that Nicole met Rose at the bar at 9 p.m. and that Nicole were Speaking is, yeah, 
me no English well today. Uh, it proved that Nicole lied about Rebecca leaving in the morning to go to work because obviously she was dead the night of the 15th. Her sister dropped her off around seven-ish, so she wasn't alive much longer than that. So how could she get up the next morning? Uh, the neighbors reported seeing a van approach the house that night. It was later found out that the van belonged to Nicole's boss, Robert Edwards. When Robert was brought in for questioning, he admitted to visiting Nicole on the night of the 15th to buy drugs. Robert also admitted that Nicole sold street drugs and prescription drugs. They were drug buddies and they shared wild sexual fantasies. There was a certain part that said that Robert was told by Nicole that Rose, not Rose, um, maybe it was Rose. Rose or Rebecca would be willing to have a threesome with him. So that was just something I read or heard. I'm not sure if it's true, but it was one of the articles and there was a lot of different articles and a lot of them had a lot of different things that said something different or had weird details that didn't make sense. So I'm just trying to give you what the majority found. Um, Robert also told police that he was so high by the time he left Nicole's place, he couldn't remember anything about the night of Rebecca dying. Uh, since it looked incredibly bad, Robert got him as a lawyer as fast as he could. Um, upon closer examination of the scene, they saw found Nicole's fingers were on the roll of duct tape and the duct tape wrapped around Nicole, or let's just keep messing stuff up, around Rebecca's neck matched perfectly as the last piece ripped off. And Nicole's fingerprint was on the sticky side of the tape. Nicole's father came with her, and when they got to this evidence, he stopped the interview, making Nicole get a lawyer. Nicole's DNA was found on the bandana that was used to gag Rebecca. And her handprint was on the trash bag used to cover her head. It was a whole palm print on the bag. And the prosecutors theorized it came from Nicole shoving Rebecca's head down when putting her in the trunk. That was enough evidence to get a warrant for Nicole's arrest. Um, the police believe that Nicole planned this beforehand. She was bored with the relationship and she wanted to move on with someone else. Instead of breaking up, Nicole chose to murder Rebecca to inherit the assets they accumulated as a couple. They argued over Nicole's infidelity. Then she took her gun out to force her Rebecca to gag her mouth, forced her to let her bound, let Nicole bound her and put a bag on her head. Then Nicole forced her into the trunk of the car. Rebecca suffocated in the trunk, which ultimately killed her. The reason why Nicole didn't dispose of Rebecca's body is because the transmission on the Mustang was broken, so it couldn't go into reverse to leave the garage. This is something the police found when they tried to get the Mustang out and back it up out of the garage. Then the next morning, Rebecca's family all converged on the house, leaving Nicole no time to get rid of the body or hide the evidence. Uh, Nicole was put in jail, but got out on bail and was put on house arrest in her Oakland apartment. 
she got put back in jail for violating her bail to go see a family member. It got revoked and she got put back, she got back out on bond again. Uh, the trial began April 20th, 2009. The defense argued that the only evidence was the fingerprints on the duct tape roll and the trash bag. Her DNA on the banana made sense since they lived together. It would make way less sense for her DNA to not be on those items. The defense theorized that Robert came back after getting high while Nicole was bowling. He could have caught Rebecca off guard in the garage since they were she was still cleaning had an argument, and murdered Rebecca, then shoved her into the trunk of the Mustang. The defense also argued that Nicole couldn't have lifted Rebecca into the trunk because of her back. The prosecution gave two motives for why Nicole could have felt that she needed to kill Rebecca. One, she was bored with the relationship and no longer in love with Rebecca. Rather, she wanted to go on with her life with Rose. She had already lied to Rose more than once, and most importantly, about her relationship with Rebecca, and they had also already been an intimate. Nicole also had two life insurance policies in Rebecca's name, so if she were to die, then she would benefit greatly. Then, when it came to the, oh, she couldn't have put her in the trunk, Nicole could have used the gun that Rose saw in the house to force Rebecca to get into the trunk herself after binding her, and suffocating her to death, which would not only explain how Nicole didn't have to lift her, but also why there's no defensive wounds or signs of struggle. Why are my dogs barking? Or is that my dogs? Maybe that's the neighbor dog. Yes, I know. You're all so curious about my dogs. Anyway, Nicole was found guilty by a jury of her peers around 11 to 13 hours of deliberation and sentenced to 50 years at a maximum security prison without the possibility of parole. Nicole and her family still claimed that she was not the culprit and it was actually Robert who murdered Rebecca. In 2011, Nicole appealed the decision and it was upheld. Robert was found guilty of obstruction of justice during a trial just before Nicole and sentenced to 75 days in the DePague work camp and 30 months of probation. However, Edward, Robert Edwards' legal problems continue. He is also facing charges in Cook County for child pornography discovered on his computer during the Klein murder investigation. And there was also, like, I was trying to find what her mother's name was because I found her father and his name was Mason or is Mason, but I couldn't find anything about the mother. But then it said that they were so close to each other in family that when they were in the courthouse, the mother wanted to apologize and say, oh, we love Rebecca like a daughter and stuff like that. But the lawyer advised her not to. But that was just something I said. I that was said, or at least I read, and I will have all the links prepared and ready for you if you want to go look at the stuff yourself. That is my dog. That's my old man. Anyway, that is the murder of Rebecca Klein by Nicole Abusharif. And that 
happened not that long ago. Well, long enough and not that far from me, actually, too. Anyway, that is the case for this week. I guess it's not a story. It is a case, isn't it? And hopefully you found it interesting. There will be a poll because obviously there were theories that Nicole couldn't have done this by herself or just couldn't have done it. So I will have a poll posted asking whether you think it was Nicole who murdered her or if you think she's innocent, if you think Rose murdered her, although police did say she had an alibi, or if you think Robert was the one who murdered her, or if two of them did it together. And there will also be a question. I'm not exactly sure what the question is yet, but there will be a question for you to answer. Thank you for listening, and hopefully I am getting better. I am not exactly sure, because for some odd reason, even though I'm by myself, my anxiety likes to make me freak out really bad. And then what happens? I talk either really, really fast, drooling all over myself, or I say, uh, and sigh a lot, or say so. One of my really bad habits is to say like, and I'm, I apologize for that. So thanks for listening. I just did it again. I'm sorry. This is I'm having an episode. Thank you for having an episode with me and join me again next week. Bye, everybody.